Hello and welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. I am Gemma Sereniti Gorokov, your host, and today we have the honor of the presence of Suzanne Naomi Baumbach. She is from Germany, a coach for Bob Proctor since 2019, a single mom of five children between age 12 and 18, and she dedicates her life helping women have unapologetically authentic lives. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you very much for having me. So my first question is, can you please walk us through the big events of your life so that our audience have a feeling that they know you? Yeah, so I grew up in East Germany. I was born into a family that from the outside looked good. You know, we lived on a farm, most beautiful village in the whole area. But my father did battle already when I you know, was born alcohol for a long time. My mom had her own battles with his battles with alcohol. Um, I was the firstborn. I have another son, uh, sorry, brother, who's two years younger. And the biggest conflict for me growing up was always that I took it on what my parents told me, you know, I have to be responsible for my mom. I have to stabilize her. I have to advise her. It wasn't ease and flow. My father wasn't emotionally available for all of us. So he was always this, this person, you know, in the family, this person that has this issue that is not talking as much. He was always talking only to me when he was drunk. He was nasty or something. He didn't do stupid stuff, but still he wasn't available. And um, I took it on, you know, on me a lot that I always, you know, kind of like an octopus, I would stretch out my emotions, figure out, are they mad at home? Is my mom happy? Is she not happy? Does she want to kill herself? Is my father drunk? What is my role? How am I going to come home? There weren't scenes, but you know, the, the trouble is with alcoholism, it's like sitting on a volcano and you don't know when it blows up. And this is what I felt. And so growing up, I had a very low self-image because I felt always something is wrong with me. I'm responsible that, you know, the situation is ho at home is best way. Now, we didn't have, you know, places to go to. There wasn't something like Al-Anon, AA. Uh, there was only church or the pub or the political party. So that couldn't help me. And my friends couldn't relate because my friends didn't have alcoholic fathers. And so, you know, when I grew up, I always felt something is wrong with me. A lot of fear, guilt and shame. Because mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I always had fear, you know. How is my mom going to be? How is my father going to be? What will happen to me? The trouble with the addiction by us was, you know, there was no real communication. And so kids make up stuff. The most communication goes on this, you know, level of addiction, kind of. And um, I seeked out always relationships, friendships to people that were not emotionally available for me. So I kept repeating a pattern that I learned, I was trained in from mm -hmm. childhood. Mm -hmm. And that meant, you know, I seeked out 
a relationship with my future back then husband that of course was cartering exactly the same patterns like my father. And I can't blame him on this because it was my subconscious pattern that seeked out, you know. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in therapy by then. And um, it was a dysfunctional marriage. But um, relating today, you know, you can always only connect the dots backwards. I can say it all led one step after another step for one day really going to address my issues, to address, mm -hmm. you know, my inner talk, my self-image maybe. Mm -hmm. And it took time. It does take time. It's not something it you do from one day to another. It's not just like, oh, you know what? Three yeah. weeks, you do an affirmation three times a day and you're good. No. This is what no. I really hope for. <laughs> and I, you know, and today I feel like, you know, this, this marriage did mirror me back in the face what I was thinking about myself. True, true. Oh my gosh, that is the truth. It sucks to hear it. It sucks to feel it. We always maybe feel like, you know, it is the outside, you know, circumstances that create my reality. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's the way it's around. Not. It's not. And, you know, um, the, the blame game, I can't play the blame game. I, I can only say took me four years of therapy mm -hmm. after leaving this marriage to get out of merely surviving, breathing. You know, sometimes I had moments where I felt I'm gonna take five minutes and then the next five minutes, then the next five minutes because I was in fear of him. I was in fear of me. I was in fear of freedom because the first time after you know i have you know kicked him out basically it was the first time i didn't have any guy telling me what i have to do oh that is scary because then you're so used to that that you don't know what to do yes we cannot escape a prison if we don't realize we are in one true so right you know all of a sudden i was able to put my books out that i have that was for me like, oh my God, you know, I'm starting now to really in tiny steps claim that I allow myself anything. That has been such a transformative experience. Oh dear. You know, stuff like, I, I'm, and this is the huge thing also, um, claiming own financial responsibility. That too. Handling, you know, the money. And, you know, the coaching for years, it really took that time, but I needed to address so many things from my childhood. We didn't go mostly into, uh, you know, the marriage, but into the childhood. Mm -hmm. But really the big breakthrough came with coaching. Mm. So tell us more about that, because probably besides the shift when you really change, because I also remember from what, you, what we talked uh, already, that you did not go to, to therapy for a while, then you went to therapy, and then only then you were open to life coaching. Yes. So 
how did life coaching change your life? Well, you know, by us, um, I was always from childhood on wishing to have one day a mentor. I was watching the movie, My Fair Lady, yeah. And Professor Higgins is a mentor. He's mm -hmm. mentoring Eliza to become this lady. And I always mm -hmm. felt like, oh my God, I want to have somebody like this in my life. And then after the therapy, I, I was seeking for something. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. So um, I was just, I think my intuition guided me to the internet and seek out coaching. And mm -hmm. I... I landed on the page of Bob Proctor and I, okay. when I saw him first time in 2005, I thought he's crazy. Oh, interesting. Do you know but why then he said that? Well, he in one scene in the movie, The Secret, he yes. said, you know, like and when you wake up, yes. you should kiss your hand because you are such a marvelous creature, something like that. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah, I am, you know, Googling on internet. And I was thinking, you know, I wanted more that, you know, therapy cannot cater. Mm -hmm. I wanted to address my inner talk. And yes, therapy does cover it, but still coaching is something whole different. Mm -hmm. Then I signed up for a coaching program by Bob and therapy for years. No, hold on. Leaving my husband building my own life, going to therapy, going through all the fear, worry, doubt, anger, sadness, um, got me into this, into this coaching where I was really able to say, okay, now I fully grant myself permission to say, what do I really want out of life? That is beautiful. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, I, I always heard, you're a mom, you cannot allow yourself all different types of things. You're a single mom, you have very limited possessions. Um, I took so many opinions of other people on that I wasn't able to really say, you know, what I want. In, in, you know, in the coaching, we were talking about our subconscious mind. That really helped me address a lot of things that I experienced as my my younger self, you know, as my, my, my child version. It helped me so much um, realize, you know, that the contrast in my life did happen for me, even though at times it was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, when you go through um, transitions like that with children, maybe if there's violence involved, it, it might be that many a woman feels like, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to go to a shelter. Maybe there is no space <clears throat> and you don't know how to do anything. I just want to say that being there, but there is obviously a process getting out of it. You know, the process is getting your body out of it getting your body safe then you know licking your your, your bleeding wounds that is uh, getting them covered mm -hmm. in therapy mm -hmm. but the real work is the inner work that is a truth you know the, the fear the fear the guilt the shame it was always 
I today see the, the fear of the guilt and the shame. They were my helpers. Mm. They were pinpointing to me that there's inner dialogue that I have inside of me that will still create more of the same, more of the same. And maybe old beliefs that I took on, they are not necessarily my beliefs, but it was my growth opportunity to say, I have a look at them. I don't see them as, as uh, a threat, but as an assistant that can tell me, listen, there's something that does not belong to you. You have to have a look at it. Yes, fear for life in spite of, you know, um, danger, whatever is, is one thing, but the fear, the mental fear, this is what I'm talking about. I was so consumed about, you know, fear of him because I was so consumed as a child, you know, of the fear of my father. A fear is not something um, that we are, you know, running away from. It's only an illusion. It is. Yes, you know, if there's physical threats, if stuffing is happening, yes, of course, it's about survival. But the trouble is, and this is what I thought in the beginning, this fear got me almost addicted to fear. We get addicted wow. to emotions. And, and, you know, as a woman, you know, that maybe goes through, through stuff in life, a relationship that doesn't work out or whatever, our body is going to crave more of it. And, you know, for me, like in, in, in inner talk, I was the first time ever addressing, you know, what my inner talk is. I didn't know it was that nasty. It's super yeah. nasty. It is the yeah. worst. You would never ever dare to say half of the quarter to another yeah. people, to another person as what you tell yourself yes. in your negative self-talk. Yes, and we get used to this. It's mm. like you listen to a broken record all the time and you don't recognize it playing anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, this is you know, so why afterward when you hear your husband or your father or someone close to you tell you, okay, you messed up totally, that you totally did wrong, etc. What do you hear? You do not hear the exact words a person is saying. You hear your self-talk like, I know your shit. I know your shit. I know your shit. I know I messed up. I know I'm awful. I know I get. You hear that? You do not hear. Okay, that piece instead of putting it here, you did put it here, and that doesn't work. You don't hear that. Yes, yes. And I don't. You know, I don't say this to. You know, we don't attract violent relationships. We don't attract. It's not about. You're guilty of attracting somebody like that, or it's your fault. The question is always, in your subconscious mind, how is the soil? How is the soil inside of you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it a good one? Can good stuff grow on this? Or is it something that is going to potentially one day create something that you don't want? Mm -hmm. You know, we have all the same soil, like the mental faculties. Mm -hmm. We have so many powers inside of us. Mm -hmm. But the trouble is for many women, and this is what I see, you know, there's a lot of concepts on how a woman has to be. The girls have to behave, mm. they have to be modest, right? Not speak up, be tidy. 
With a different vocabulary, if a boy speaks up and a woman speaks up, maybe, or a man speaks up and a woman speaks up. And so um, coaching was the first time ever that I actively invested in myself. I never invested money. I mean, I went for a pedicure, yes. I went for a manicure, yes. I got clothes, you know, ate healthy, trained. But actually investing, putting down money to say this money is invested for me for a potential future was huge. There is a shift when you pay for your own investment. There is a shift in your mind saying, oh my gosh, if I invest in me, mm-hmm. I better work on myself because I really did put a lot at stake. Yes. So I better do the work and, 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 and transform myself so that I, I put my money to good use. It's not yes. easy to do, but when you do it, it is a transformative experience. Yes, and what I felt was, you know, it was scary. I didn't think therapy is that scary as coaching. How do you Uh differentiate therapy against coaching? What is the difference in your opinion, in your experience? Well, in coaching, I found that it got a lot of deeper in a way, in a different way than coaching. In coaching, it was a lot about getting an order in what your inner your life happened. In order, you know, you want to have some order. What happened? Da, 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 da. And then you go on and you, you start digging deeper. In coaching, for me, it was very much focused on inner talk, inner talk. How do I exchange them? Is there another peel of onion? Is there another peel of onion that I can see? Like, you know, we always walk around with police we didn't even know about. And, um, but also the fact that putting down money to say, you know, I, I invest a lot of money now to say I address something, got me into fear. When I first time signed up for coaching, the call before I went, you know, straight into terror barrier. Because I thought I'm, I'm potentially doing something here that is uncommon. I invest money in myself. I uh, leap into something totally different that I have never done before. It was a bit like a feeling of, you know, jumping out of a plane without a parachute, but without the Top Gun music. So, <laughs> so this is what I felt like. And... Um, I wish, you know, women who go through, let's say, abusive relationships and leave out would get more coaching, but not the coaching where you get government assistance or where's the shelter, the inner talk. You know, being able to relate to themselves yet again as a person, as a woman. And yes, it takes time, especially when you feel bruised in your confidence. Mm -hmm your awareness when you know maybe legal matters are coming there's a lot of stuff coming at at women especially with children if they separate but still you know um there's a lot of things i wish i would have heard back then but i kind of wonder if i would have been ready to hear it you cannot may not even be 
That is yes. true. There is a time yes. for each each stage of life, and every part of life has its own time. It it, it goes both ways, and yes. healing the inner talk. You have to have the awareness. Become aware of what it is. Start to have someone who mirrors you back. Or maybe your journal mirrors you back. That's totally fine too. To become aware of what are you telling yourself? What yes. is that conversation going on? How is it? Is it good? Is it bad? What's going on? And yes. when you start to write down or to have this conversation with a life coach, it's truly transforms you because now you become aware and from this awareness you become empowered meaning you retake your power back to yes. transform this inner talk so that you can transform your life because indeed life is created from within and then goes without and then exterior circumstances um, yeah. mirrors back what you are feeling as being true believing yeah. as being true and the big shifts for me have been also you know i first time started you know seeking out hobbies you know i'm a diver i became a diver after that um i became so much more confident like three four years ago you wouldn't have had me in front of the camera speaking to somebody under no way i was scared of talking to people I was very, you know, judgmental about my looks. Um, you know, being open to new careers. It was always back then, you know, that the world owed me something. I blamed it on the world. Today I can say, you know, life did happen for me and it does happen for me. And for you. For me, right? And uh, I can also say, you know, it was never about him, it was about me. It was a lesson that was meant for me. And um, it's not the main show, the people in our life, the main show is us. But the people in our life, they show us what movie is running by us, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, after, this relationship with my ex-husband, I had a boyfriend who had the same pattern. And then you can't, you know, go on and claim, you know, that the other people are responsible because we attract who we are, if that makes sense. Or we, you know, we attract what we are based on your beliefs. If my belief would be like, you know, like back then my belief was, I only deserve people that are emotionally not available. Mm -hmm. So that is my, my, my navigator, my compass. Mm -hmm. And it's going to direct me always seeking out to the same people. But it does not mean that you are emotionally unavailable. No, means but I you, seek it out. Exactly, I but you seek it out. This is why I'm not sure that we seek people who are like us because when we just get one type of a, a person, then we heal and we get someone polar opposite. It's like... Yes. It's yes, we did change, but it's more like we attract who who we believe mm -hmm. is usual and familiar to us, who we recognize, who we yes. know how to handle. Yeah. And if you're used to handle the emotionally unavailable parents, 
where yeah. you're going to get an emotionally unavailable partner in life and suffer the same, exactly the same um, emotional hardship. But the beautiful thing is we can change it in an instant. True. True. And this is the thing, you know, how would life be if we would know we could change any belief in an instant and it's going to change in, in our experience in life? And the paradigm shift is a big thing. Yeah, it's but it can be thing. done. It can be done, you know. The scary stuff is leaving, is leaving the known area that we know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is what I want to help women with. Okay. Because I feel, yeah, that, you know, Once you go to the other side, and boy, it sucked at times so much. Oh my God. But then you can relate. You know, I can relate to my mom totally different today. Mm-hmm. I never understood her, but I don't judge her anymore. Mm-hmm. I can relate to her. I see this is the thing, you know, we, we are here on this planet and we think we are the results. We think we are our body. We think we are the, you know, the bank accounts, the relationships or whatever. We are souls. That's it, what we are. The stuff that we do is on top of it. But it doesn't relate to the fact that we are still a soul. And we always seek for full expression. Mm-hmm. But it cannot express itself if we are always covered with old beliefs. You know, it could be that we carry around a belief from our grandparents, great grandparents. And then, mm-hmm. of course, it's going to produce certain results. And boy, is that journey beautiful. I mean, seriously? It's gorgeous. It's, it's, it's empowering. It's freeing. It's, um, you, you express all the range of emotions from the worst yes. to the best. And when you allow yourself to feel all the range of emotions, to connect with your inner you know, guidance with your inner wounds, with your heart, with all that you feel, and you allow tears to just flow out of you. This is so freeing. And then you stop worrying about what others may think of you. It's just like, you know what? I am who I am, and this is just wonderful. And when you really stand in your truth, in your identity, in your power, this Mm. is when life starts for you. Because this is when you start to have amazing conversations with amazing people all along. And you recognize instantly when someone does not match who you have become. True? And also just imagine, you know, the lies that we tell ourselves all the time. Yes. The lies. What What am I really capable of? What am I capable of because I have those results? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a beautiful saying, your lifestyle is based upon your lies that you have been telling yourself. Really smack in the face, but really I heard this and I felt like, oh my God, it's actually true. You know, it's the, I don't know who I am. I, I thought, you know, in coaching, how could I change my life if I don't know what the self is? What is myself? What am I? <laughs> I am living with this thing, you know, the self. I didn't know what it is. I didn't know who I am. 
And if I don't know who I am, how am I going to live my life in accordance with what I really want? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Thank you, Suzanne, for having been here today with us. Thank you for sharing your experience, your principles, what you have discovered out of this mess of a beginning of a life, which is okay, because then it becomes a soul for a beautiful, blossoming future that is now your present. So thank you for bringing your story. Thank you for sharing how to go from fear, shame, and guilt, going through coaching and discovering a life of freedom and self-love. This has been super valuable. I thank you. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.